All right, Mickey Calloway uh, joins us now. I believe he's with us, so uh, we welcome in the McManjo off off day today, uh, back in action tomorrow uh, after yesterday's uh, home opener. Mickey, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. How you doing, Mike? All right. How I know it wasn't the home opener that you were looking for, but it's been a good start. So. Uh, uh, what was your thoughts, though? A lot of, uh, you know, my kids had their confirmation yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to see the home opener, uh, which is rare, or go to the home opener. But uh, and I, I would have been on the air. No, I wouldn't. Have. The Yankees played day game too, so I would have been able to go. But I didn't get a chance to. But it sounded like when I was listening to the radio in a car, it sounded like a very enthusiastic crowd. It, it really was. They uh, brought a lot of energy. Uh, it was kind of a pitcher's duel yesterday, so they didn't get to see a lot of homers or anything. But uh, the fans were definitely there and cheering on our guys. We got uh, uh, a lot of uh, real uh, standing O's for, for some of our players as they were being announced, and that was really good to see, especially some of our young ones, the Peter, Peter Alonzo's of the world, Dom Smith. Um, these fans are really embracing these young players, and it's uh, great to see. I know everyone's making a big deal about the travel. I'd say it probably was more Strasburg than it was travel yesterday, I would think. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. He, he pitched a hell of a game. He's, he's, uh, he's an ace when he's on, and he pitched like it yesterday. All right, your team knows off to a good start. You've seen some uh, very good things. Alonzo first. Very comfortable. I mean, I know yesterday he took an over, <laughs> but I, I think he's been very comfortable at the plate. I think he's, uh, you know, the ball he hit for his home run was like a one iron. I mean, he just <laughs> yeah. killed it. He's got power. We know that. He goes to the opposite field. He doesn't look overmatched. Even he looks okay against breaking balls. He looks very. He looks solid at the plate. He really does. He does. You I mean you just said it all. You described it perfectly. He is. Uh, he's a pure hitter. You know, he's not only hitting for power. He's driving in runs, going the other way. Um, doing a great job of laying off of pitches and pitchers counts and then, uh, you know, makes them throw the ball over the plate and gets uh, into hitters counts sometimes. And when he does that, he really makes them pay and hits the ball hard. You know, um, I never worry about somebody not hitting after a couple of games. The one guy I'd be a little worried about is Nimmo and his approach and that it might impact him. Do you worry that the start's going to start to maybe uh, knock him down a little bit? That's the one thing you do worry about is, uh, you know, everyone wants to get off to a good start. And, you know, after six, seven games in, if, if they haven't, you start to, to worry a little bit. But uh, we'll continue to talk to him. I do like that he's seeing the ball well down and away. The one spot he's struggling with right now, and, and they're using that spot a lot, is kind of up and in. And he's not seeing that pitch as well as he has in the past. Um, I know Chile and he are still working on uh, or will continue to work on, you know, seeing that pitch a little bit better so he can fight that pitch off and, and get, get to some of those mistakes that those pitchers make. But uh, you do you do worry a little bit, but uh, I know he has such a great eye at the plate and such a great approach that he'll snap out of it soon. If I want to go into what's going on, Lugo was great his first appearance of the season. He blowing guys away at a pen. I'm a big Lugo guy. I thought he was really terrific last year, and he has struggled like crazy his last couple of outings. Yeah, he had two bad outings where he just couldn't, uh, you know, execute. Got away from his approach um, and was starting to sink it and slider it instead of doing four seamers at the top of the zone and that good breaking ball. Um, down underneath. So we've talked to him about his usage. 
I think once we get his usage back to where 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 it needs to be, that you're going to see the same old logo again. Uh, you know, he needs to. We need to get him back in there as soon as possible. Get him going. Get him on the right foot, and uh, you know, kind of let him go from there. But he's gonna he's gonna be all right. Uh, you know, a couple bad outings uh, is uh, nothing too much to worry about. But uh, the good thing is we identified what he's doing wrong. So we can fix it. Well, uh, we're talking about Mickey Callaway, of course. Mets with the day off after their home opener yesterday. Back in action tomorrow afternoon at, at City Field. You know, uh, when you when I talked to you opening day, I asked you about three catches, and you said no. Uh, and I was hearing on the game yesterday they were saying you guys are thinking about it again, and the same reason why Ramos's bat is so important, and he can be such a key guy if he's not in the lineup to come in and pinch hit for you. Does it make you rethink the idea of three catches because of his prowess as a right-handed hitter? It really does. And so far, we've used him twice when Neto has started to come in and get a, a pinch hit and, and then go in the game to catch. And yep. both times, he's gotten a hit and, yep. and has driven in two big runs for us. So He's uh, a good bat. You know, we're yeah, he's he a big hit, bat, man. yeah. He can hit. He's got a short, quick swing to the ball, and uh, that makes him really effective. And you got to get somebody going in the outfield right-handed like Ligaris. I know we can feel, but he's got to hit a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, we need to get him going. I know he, uh, you know, probably didn't have the spring training he wanted, uh, but he he's working hard. You know, Broxton has been uh, pretty solid so far. So those two guys will continue to uh, go out there and, and give us the best they got. You know, I think the uh, the one thing that once we've settled in after this first week, we want to keep everybody um, kind of moving this first week and getting out there. I think you're going to see more of a consistent lineup uh, moving forward, and we're always going to have the option to put those three lefties out in the outfield. We've got uh, guys that will be coming back soon to help out at third as well. So uh, you might see a little bit different lineup here okay. in the next week or so. So are you going to want to put uh, – you still have plans for McNeil in the outfield, not just at third base? So you'll, you will you will go out – he can go out and play some outfield, right? We, absolutely. We do, and uh, we know that uh, Frazier and Lauer will be back at some point, probably in the near future. And that opens up left field for McNeil and opens up uh, our ability to put those three lefties in the outfield and then have that big right-handed power hitter at third if we need to. So that's worked pretty successfully for us for a few games with uh, Davis at third, and uh, I think that'll be a good recipe for wins moving forward. You know, I also like what Smith has done in that, you know, he's got such a (laughs) – he had such a positive attitude when I talked to him in spring training, and he just wanted to be a part of this team, and you've utilized him in a lot of ways already. uh, And, you know, he might not be your first baseman because you got Alonzo, but you can use him as a backup there and use him defensively and then use him as a pinch hitter and uh he's given you a couple of lifts already as a guy who can come off the bench and get a hit for you he really has you know i think that uh, like you said he's got some enthusiasm right now he's embracing the role that he's in which is not always easy to do to embrace a bench kind of role um but uh having those two guys that are kind of interchangeable at first has been deadly for us so far we're bringing uh um, Dom in off the bench to hit in the hitter's and the pitcher's spot. 
he's getting big hits and then Peter comes up and then we kind of doubles, we kind of, you know, insert him at first base for, for defensive purposes when we're ahead. And it's been a, a recipe so far that uh, has, has worked really well. And I uh, hope he continues to embrace the role. I, I think he will and uh, continue to get big hits for us off the bench, which is a hard thing to do. I don't know if you, I mean, I guess you figured the ground was going to just pick up and, and be in the same place, but my God, I mean, his performance the other night was just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I mean, he, he almost looks better. It's, yeah, it's I mean, insane. that's a, you can't pitch any better. That's all there is to yeah, it. it. It's unbelievable. And hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, these pitches have been hitting like crazy, too. I mean, you know, you look around the league and these pitches hitting all these home runs, too. But uh, his performance, his consistency, uh, it's it's Seaver-like. And Seaver was amazing when he was a young med. He was incredibly consistent. This guy has actually been that kind of consistent. I mean, he never has a bad outing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, he just broke the major league record. Amazing for yeah um, starts with three runs or less. I mean, that you can't get more consistent than that. Why? So what is been, what is the secret of the consistency? What do you what What do you yeah. put your finger on? Why he's so consistent? I I think it's because he's he attacks relentlessly. He's always ahead in the count, so he's never putting himself in a position where he walks a guy and then gives up a homer. He's consistently putting the pressure on the hitter. And if he gives up a homer, I think he's. I think in his last, uh, oh, what was it? Um, he's hit as many homers as he's given up in his last forty-two innings. That's crazy. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. And he and he attacks relentlessly. So the guys know he's about to throw a strike. You know, the amazing thing is the other night you saw him when he had good stuff. The first game he didn't even have good stuff, and they still didn't hit him. I mean, if you've yeah, got a guy you know, who's not going to get hit when he's got when he doesn't have his stuff, I mean, that's just, you know <laughs> what else is there? I mean, you know, so yeah. I know he's got a, a repertoire. He's got control of all his pitches. He can throw to the changeup. He can throw to breaking ball. He can throw to fastball anywhere. Uh, I understand that he can attack both sides of the plate, up and down. So I mean, he's got all that, but. I guess it's just a confidence or a groove that just is, uh, you know, that unusual because you don't see anybody be this consistent. I mean, you know, you see right. guys, you see really good pitches go to the mound with great stuff, but you don't see them have that kind of command every game. Yeah, you know, he's a bulldog. I think, uh, I don't know if you remember the the game he pitched in the World Series where yep. he really didn't have much. He just grinded through it and, and had, a, had a great outing. That's what he did kind of in his first start. He didn't have his top-notch stuff, but he gets through it. He punches out 10, goes 6. And, I mean, it looks like an unbelievable outing compared to anybody else. And then he comes out his next outing. Everything was working, and he punches out 14, hits a homer, and it's just lights out. I mean, this guy is uh, on top of his game. He's the best pitcher in Major League Baseball right now, bar none. Syndergaard's got to learn to get more one and two pitch outs. Uh, uh, you know, Mariano, when he started here, his first year was as good a pitcher as I ever saw. And he said, I got to be more economical. And we're like, yeah, what do you mean? You strike out everybody. And he was like, no, I got to get some outs without throwing as many pitches. And they worked on it. And I think Syndergaard, there's too many three-ball counts. There's too many foul balls. I think he's, I think he's got to get more. And I don't know how you want to go about that and how you want to attack it. But I think he's got to get more one and two, stri- one and two pitch outs. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know all of our pitchers try to do that because they see Degrom do that. Um, but you're right. I mean, you want to get and you want to get a swing at one of those first two pitches, and you want to get those outs in the first three pitches. You want to make them put it, put the ball in play. Our our guys have great stuff, 
And if they attack the right way, they should be throwing seven, eight innings every single night, you know, and having that 110, 115 pitch count. That's how good their stuff is. So uh, they do definitely need to get ahead and, and try to get them to put the ball in play in those first three pitches. There's no doubt about it. Finishing those hitters off is a big key, right? Because you can't have a million foul balls. You're, you're right. You have to be able to uh, understand exactly uh, what the what the hitter's trying to do. I think the the hard thing for Syndergaard is, and, and I was talking to Jim Riggleman about this on the bench when Syndergaard was pitching, he said that the hitter's, feel like Syndergaard's right on top of them. And another thing he said is that they see the ball pretty well off of them for whatever reason, because it's so straight over the top. Interesting. They can see it, so they end up fouling the ball off. They can't quite put it in play, and it ends up fouling it off, and it kind of hurts his pitch count. So he's not getting as many swing and misses as you would like. Exactly. I think that's why we're going to continue to – talk to him about elevating the ball up in the zone when he can. When he gets these guys in swing mode and they're on the defense, they, he's got to elevate a few balls so he can get those swing and misses that we're talking about. What do you feel after seven games? Do you have a, a thought or two about your team after seven games? You know what? I, I feel like it's a team. I mean, these guys are a unit and they're going out there and they're playing the game the right way. You know, I think that uh, from what I've seen so far, I haven't seen a group mesh this quickly um, in a long time. It's a happy I team. I can tell you that. It, now, you know, I, I said I haven't yeah, seen a team see laughing on the I haven't seen a team laughing on the bench as much as this team has. I know it's, it's good when you're winning, but I mean, they also just seem to be a very happy group. They are. You know, I think they're all uh, happy to be on the same team with each other, and they, they enjoy one another. We have a great group of guys, a great group of players, but, you know, not just players. They're great people. And, and they all get along really well, and, and that's uh, you know that's a hard thing to find because usually you know you'll have one or two guys that don't quite get along with everybody and can can cause some rifts, but uh, we just don't have that. Where are you with uh, Frazier and Lowry? Um, you know I think they're getting close. Frazier's a little bit uh, closer than Lowry, and uh, you know I I, I think that uh, he's in a he's. Let's see what he's doing today. I think he's playing six innings today or tomorrow. So uh, he's feeling good, getting at bats and, and playing uh, third and first. So he has those options when he comes back. But uh, he, you, you guys will see him soon, and then Lowry will not be far behind. It has to be very tempting for you to play Ramos a lot and, and not sit him very much behind the plate with that bat. It and, is. And and that, and, I mean, I know you don't want to burn him out, but, boy, it's got to be tempting not to write his name in the lineup card every day. It is, man. He, he's one of our best hitters. There's no doubt about it. And uh, these off days uh, that we've had early have been able to keep him in the lineup for the most part. And, uh, you know, we have more off days than we than we have in the past this year. So uh, we're expecting him to play quite a bit. Yeah, he said that to me. He said, he said you know what, I, I haven't played as much the last couple of years. He said, I hope to play. Now, he said 130 games. That's a lot if he can catch 130 games. Yeah, that is a lot. That's a lot for any catcher. But, uh, you know, he, he feels like he can do it. And we'll continue to communicate with him uh, on how he how he's feeling and, and see how many we can get out of them. That bat's a big. That's a big plus. Uh, I tell you, he really is. You know, in the middle of your lineup, that big right-handed bat's uh, experienced bat like his is a big positive. It really is. Exactly. Well, listen. Thanks, Mickey, very much. We'll talk to you. Thank you.